Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Cole Phillips. Cole has extensive leadership experience in both ministry and business. Along with his wife, Eva, Cole serves as an associate pastor on the vision team of The Gate Church in Oklahoma City. And they also own multiple businesses that provide jobs for dozens of employees. Today, Cole will touch on some of the values such as blessed to be a blessing, kingdom first, and family life balance that have catapulted them to great success over the years. So get ready, leaders, and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail podcast. I got my intro music. I'm excited. We're going to talk about the art of leadership. We have an amazing leader today. We are sitting down with none other than Cole Phillips, who is a blessing. He's a leader in the church, in ministry. He's a a pastor, but he's also a leader in business. And the Lord's given him a lot of giftings. And we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about this. Cole, it's good to have you here on the Avail Podcast. How you feeling, sir? I am doing good. Living life well in Oklahoma. <laughs> hey, we love on the Avail Podcast talking to leaders who are who are doing it, who are living it, who are leading actively. And I know you're doing so in many levels. We're going to talk today about some really key things that I know are on your heart uh, and I think is going to be helpful for all of us. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about, about being blessed and being in God's hand to be a blessing to others. We're going to talk about kind of kingdom first mindset and values. We're going to talk about balance and family and life. So before we get all that, I'd love for our Avail audience to get to know you a little bit. Can you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, it's an honor to be on this podcast today. I'm so excited uh, to just get to talk and, and chop it up a little bit. But my name's Cole. Like you said, I live out here in Oklahoma City serving on the vision team at the Gate Church. Uh, it's a vibrant, growing, diverse church in OKC. It is a blast. I'm living life fun every day. But uh, I heard from you earlier that you're a pastor's kid. Me too. I grew up in ministry. I was in church from the day my nine months before I was born. So, you know, I've been in church my entire life, grew up in ministry and uh and ran from the call of God in the early years, but I uh, realized at about 20 years old that uh, God really had his uh, hand on my life to do ministry. Uh, joined up at, with an internship in 2003 uh, in Greenville, South Carolina at the time, uh, and just started serving. Uh, at the beginning days was media, uh, websites and stuff like that, traveling with our senior leader. In 2006, that leader by the name of Tony Miller uh, moved to Oklahoma City to take a church that was uh was was fading out. It had been a vibrant church in the 80s and 90s and it had just hit some tough patches and gotten down to from 6,000 to about 120 people. Uh, 45 of us rolled out Oklahoma City in Penske trucks and just wow. started working. I was a 23, 24 year old. I'm going to say kid because <laughs> I felt I felt like one uh, at the time. And so we came out here and we just started uh, started working and, uh, and we just got into the trenches with the church and started bringing it back to life. Through God's grace over the next few years, that church really came back to life and started becoming a place of God's presence. And we've seen tons of salvations, tons of miracles, tons of people that just found a a new journey with Christ through the ministry. And it was an honor for us to be a part of that. 2011, I got got married to my beautiful wife, Eva. Uh, We now have two kids, uh, two fun, crazy, energetic pastor's kids, a lot like I was. Uh, so we, we, we were serving in church. Uh, we got married at our church, met at our church, served at our church uh, in nearly every role possible. Facilities, youth, mm-hmm. college, finance, children's ministry. I mean, you just name it. We've done it. Um, and that's how it is in ministry. A lot of times. Yeah, there's always there's always that little asterisk and whatever else is needed. 
Yeah. There you go. There you go. I could say like on take. I don't know if anybody's watched Taken, but I'm a man of a certain set of skills. And typically, <laughs> it's like I can I can mop a bathroom and run a soundboard within ten minutes of each other. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, so 2021, our senior pastor I'd traveled with for 19 years. He passed away suddenly. Uh, it was unexpected and heartbreaking for all of us. Hmm. That's changed seasons for us. Uh, in 2022. Our, uh, a guy that and, and his wife that were like brother and sister to me uh, became the senior pastors of our church. They invited us to serve on the vision team. And so currently we are vision team pastors, which in our church would be like associate pastors on an executive team, helping give direction and oversight to the church. If I back up sort of simultaneously 2018, uh, because I was needing a little extra income and I had two kids at home, small kids, we launched a painting company and I, I just started painting job houses on the side and and, and my yes turned into six years later. Uh, we have a construction company. My wife has a retail mattress company. We have a real estate flip company. Um, and then we have some side hustles with some rentals of RVs uh, that we help do uh, to get people, you know, vacations. And we have recently both been able to come off our church payroll, yet do more at the church than we've ever done before because our businesses pay us. So we became somewhat of a pastor business owner hybrid over the last few years. And it's been, it's been a fun journey. I love that. I love your story um, for a lot of reasons, Cole. Uh, first of all, you're a PK. Hey, we're pastors. <laughs> I feel I, I know it. I yeah. know what that is. Uh, yeah. And there's there's, you know, as a pastor's kid, sometimes there's a few pressures and extra things. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of blessings that come with it, you know, if 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 it's managed well. Uh, mm-hmm. So I know that we're connected there as brothers. But I love I love that there's a there's a connection in your life to both leading in ministry and then leading in kind of business marketplace, mm-hmm. but as a as a person who has a kingdom mindset and a heart for the Lord, um, let's let's start off let's start off talking about blessed to be a blessing. You said this is a phrase yeah. that kind of uh, describes your passion and your heart. You and your you and your wife, your family. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. Yeah, it's, I, we all have heard the Abrahamic covenant where he was blessed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the things that God spoke to me early on in our business years was I will give you blessing, but can I trust you to bless others? With mm. it? Um, I've never woke up. I mean, maybe you have. I don't know. I never woke up on a Monday, checked the mailbox and saw a check in the mailbox from heaven with nope. Jesus as the signer. Right. <laughs> God uses the hands of someone else to bless me. So if I need a blessing, someone has to be the person that the vessel is through. Now, I can sit there and pray, God, I need blessing, blessing, blessing. Or I can sit there and pray, God, I want to bless, bless, bless. Yeah. Either way, you get to have resource. Because if yeah. God, if, if I say, God, if you put it in my hand, I can promise you, I, you can trust me to distribute this blessing wherever you tell me to. That's good. I want to be blessed so I can be a blessing. Now, here's the beautiful part of that. I get to live in the overflow. God never requires you to cash checks that will bounce or write checks out of bounds. He always says, I'm going to give you more than enough to be a mm-hmm. blessing. I get to live in the overflow of the blessing that he gives me to bless others with. So my wife and I said that early on, God, if you give it to us, I'll distribute it how you want me to. I want to be the blessing, not for my own accolades, but because I want to say, God, I want to partner with you. Yeah. I want to be your extension of heaven on earth. And so when I, there's a lady that needs groceries or, or we've been able to do this multiple times, I need to buy, I found out somebody in the church didn't have washers and dryers. And God said, buy him a washing machine, buy him a dryer. Mm. That was Jesus doing that. It wasn't Cole Phillips. I'm not good enough for that. The reality is, is God is our source. We can choose to be the people that pass resource through us. But at the end of the day, when we go and deliver a washer and dryer to a single mom, I can look at her and say, God did this for you, not me. 
And so to me, that's that's the value of saying to to, to others, I want to be blessed because I want yeah. to be a blessing. Yeah, that's good. You know, I think uh, what you're saying, it really is a mindset. And and it's not like, oh, well, if God, you know, it's if God wants it, it's, it's assuming God wants to, I want to be an instrument in his hands. Right. Why do you think, Cole, um, some people never tap into this? Like, why, why is it that some people don't 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 experience this uh, mm-hmm. being used to be a blessing? Um, does it have to do with faith? Does it have to do with, you know, mindset? What are some thoughts you have on that? I, do, I definitely think you're hitting on it with a mindset. I think so often we don't realize that God needs a human to work through to be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. And so rather than seeking to be a blessing, it's so easy to say, well, I just, I need to pay my bills next week. But what if God said, paying your bills ain't hard for me? What uh-huh. if I gave you extra? What will you do with it? And sometimes I think, I think our mindset is we wouldn't think through what we would do with it. Uh, let, let me use this example. I remember whenever Eve and I first got married and, and, and there was a dollar amount that I'm like, man, if we had this much money, and I promise you it wasn't much, I'm not going to say it, but it wasn't much. If I had this amount, I'm going to be good. I mean, I'm going to be living the blessed life, right? And then that money came and I was like, wait a second, like that, that, that money goes quicker than I thought it does. <laughs> and I started having this thing of maybe I should imagine if I had six figures a year. Mm-hmm. Let me imagine that. Uh, Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all, can, all I can imagine according to his riches, not according to my riches. So now I'm going to imagine, God, if I had 100000 a year, and then I started dreaming about how much tithe I would give, how often I'd give to people, what I'd buy. I started, it was a mindset shift for me. And God has no, the, the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. There yeah. is nothing our God has need of. So if there's a reason that that's being held up for me, maybe it's because I have not processed through how I would steward that blessing. So, you know, we hear about dream walls and vision walls. One of the things that's on our vision board is I want to write a million dollar check in a singular giving instance one time to bless them. Well, guess what that does? That tells God. If I get a million, I'm going to give it God, right? It, it, it lets God know that, hey, I'm going to hand this to you because blessed mm came before being a blessing to Abraham. He was blessed to be a blessing. It wasn't saying, you know, I think we taught it in the years past that I have to give to get, give to get, Mm. give to get. No, 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 no. God gives to us and we give to others. So instead of give to get, I get to give. And God, as he trusts us and he sees that trust happening, uh, the Bible teaches in, in, in the New Testament, I used this on Sunday, I can't remember the reference, pardon me on my theology right now, but that, uh, that he provides bread, yeah. And seed for the sower. Yeah. And too many times we have not determined what ground we're going to stick the seed that he has already provided into, nor have we discerned what the difference between the bread and seed in our hand is. And so I take that seed that God provides to me and I sow that seed and he will multiply the seed is what the scriptures say. So I do believe it's most of the time mindset that we don't even think about if I got an extra $500 next week, what would I do with it other than pay my bills because he can pay our bills. Yeah. Maybe sometimes he doesn't know what he can do, what we would do with it. Yeah, that's good. You know, you know, as pastors, a lot of times we see this, we see this uh, kind of on the front front lines. I can say, I see both. I see people who are literally blessed to be a blessing. People who say, God, I want to be a, a channel of blessing. Use me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also see the other side. People who love God and have a desire mm-hmm. 
you know, to honor him, but haven't learned this principle and, and yeah. seem to be so focused on what they want and they need. And cause not, cause not every believer is used in this way. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I think a spirit, there is a spiritual gift of giving. <clears throat> and so there are some people that they just are wired that yeah. way. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, you were talking about how there's a mindset here. I want to, I want to staying on the same line, but it shifting a little bit. I think a lot of, a lot of what our mindset helps us to determine alongside with God's word and God's principles is the right values. And one of the, one of the values that you hold highly and strongly is the value of kingdom first. Can we talk a little bit about that value? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these principles I have now really came up in mine and my wife's early years of marriage. It was foundational years for us. And, and we were, we were one time praying with a, with a man and he was a, he was a very strong pastor and still is in, in my life. And he just spoke the wisdom of God to me. And he said, God, God will provide for you your entire life as long as you put his kingdom first. And, and, and growing up a pastor's kid, we know this. You're not, you know, as pastors now, we see this. Right. There's been a lot of people that they, got the job promotion, got more money, got, got all the extra toys. And next thing you know, they got the set of jet skis and the vacation home. And all of a sudden you don't see them for six <laughs> weeks out of the year. And, and I'm not saying church attendance is the kingdom of God only, but there's a principle there of it's like, well, what was more important? Was it what, what once I got the stuff, did I buy the toys that took me away from working in the kingdom of God? Mm. There's a guy in our church and, and he's, he's a, he's a, has a massive, uh, multi tens of million dollars business. And that man stands in our center aisle every Sunday Mm. as an usher. I saw that God can trust him to put the kingdom of God first. Yeah. Right now. Now he'll take vacation with his family. He'll do that. We all need to do that. So, so I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to preach legalistic uh, church attendance necessarily. What I am saying is, is I had to commit in my heart to say, God, if you increase me 30, 60, 90, a hundred fold, what will you see me do? And he tested me because right now, Pastor Virgil, I live in blessing of my life. Mm-hmm. I could do what I want to do any given day mm-hmm. within reason. Yeah. And I just left to come do this podcast and I was up at the church setting up the cross on the stage with a bunch of, uh, of ferns and candles for Sunday. And tonight I'll be back at church mm-hmm. to do a run through with our media team. Now I'm not bragging here. What I'm saying is, is God tested me. And as that test keeps getting passed, God increases me. So for my wife and I, I had to purpose in my heart, God, I want your kingdom to be the front of my life. Mm. And, and, and as you increase me, I'm going to love it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go on nice vacations and we're going to, we're going to get a little bit of a better car and we're going to, we're going to pay our bills, but I ain't going to forget what you did in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I will always stick <clears throat> the kingdom of God as my front. And I can promise you, I tell our pastor sometimes because because I'm not on payroll anymore. He's like, man, you got to go run, go 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 to your office, man. Go go to your office. I'm like, listen, I'm starting to get a little bit of a hack here for Cole. The hack is every time I'm at this church, my business does better. So I will stay here a little longer because I want to. I want some more things to go good at the office. And I, when you say that in jest, but there is a reality of of my purpose in the earth is to see God Jesus be taken to the ends of the earth and to see people people to come to knowing who he is. That's the purpose. It's not to collect stuff. I want some stuff, but that's not the purpose. Purpose is kingdom of God. Yeah, that's good. I, I want, I want to break it down a little bit, right? I want to, I want to, I want to put the cookies down on the lower shelf, so to speak. Sure. 
it, let's say right now there's a leader who's leaning in, who's maybe a young in the faith, you know, a leader who is, you know, who's, who's, who's recently come to the, to the ways of the Lord and they're wanting to, to their life to, to be different than it was before Christ on a, on a practical level. What does, what does it mean to somebody who's new in the faith or even a leader who's just, they've been a leader their whole life, but now they're a Christ follower. What, what are some practical ways that, that somebody in their life can have this value of kingdom first? You know, I think, I think that's a good question. I think that's something that, uh, that we all have to process through. And I think it means a little bit different in practical application to every person, right? Uh-huh. Everybody yeah. has a different gift mix to be, to be expressed out of their life. But, but to me in simplest forms, it means I've got to be plugged in mm-hmm. committed. I'm a local church man. I believe yeah. that the church is the expression of Jesus in the earth. We are, you know, I'm not talking about organizational institutions. I'm talking about the local body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And then it sometimes is organized, right? Sure. Is. <laughs> I believe getting plugged in to saying, Hey, I'm going to serve. Yeah. However I need to serve in a church. I'm going to be committed. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be doing whatever I can to spread. Uh, let's just say guerrilla marketing to spread the name of Jesus wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Does my does my faith values run through my entire life? Have I been able to say, God, your kingdom first? So when we talk about kingdoms, God, kingdom is God's domain in the earth. I mean, it's his rulership, it's his reign. So wherever Cole Phillips goes, an element of God's kingdom should go with me. I believe that. I believe that that my office and business should run like the kingdom of God. I believe that when I go into my neighborhood, at least Cole's a representation of Jesus there. So to me, like like you said, cookies lower on the shelf. It starts with simply just serving, serving our city, serving our community, serving our church, serving as if we're serving Jesus. I, I think that's yeah. the easiest way to start it. So, when I, that's what I did when I was new. Yeah. So how do I know now that I'm a Christ? How do I know where I should serve? How do I know where I'm going to be a good fit? Right. Cause the mm-hmm. kingdom, I mean, there are so many, there are so many ways, right? right? Sometimes a person who's newer in the faith might think, oh, well, I don't know how to preach, you know, or you right, know, right. thinking, thinking, thinking that that's what it's about. And, and, you know, you mentioned something to me when we were preparing uh, to, to record this podcast where you said every person has an assignment, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's something key there for, for mm-hmm. every Christian to understand, especially those, you know, who feel like they're leaders or who feel like I want to, I'm, I'm I'm good at what I do at work, but I'm not right. I'm not making the connection between sure. my faith and my my abilities. Christian leaders around the world are taking advantage of their free annual subscription to the Avail Journal. After all, each one of us should be taking the next step in our leadership journey. When you sign up for a free annual subscription to the Avail Journal, you'll enjoy interviews, articles, resources, and much more. For more information and to get subscribed today, visit availjournal.com. Sure. Yeah, I'll say this. My, my, my former pastor who passed away used to say this all the time. Your destiny is not determined. It's discovered. Uh, I don't get to pick it. I get to discover it. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord and he delights in their going. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that God leads us, but sometimes it's trial and error leadership. So practical. I have a guy that was a Buddhist that is a disciple. I say disciple. I've mentored him and he's now in business last year through our relationship. We've helped him. He's a phenomenal leader in our church up and coming. He was a practicing Buddhist in 2018. He came into the back doors of our church and just felt Jesus's love. And it was like, I've never felt that in the Buddhist temple. 
Wow. And he gave his life to Jesus. And he literally came to me, naive in his faith. and said, what can I do? I said, go talk to Bryce Usher. Mm-hmm. And he's our head usher now. Now he does other things as well. But but I think there's a simple biblical principle here of, of Jesus said to the disciples, pick up, you know, you, you leave your ships and follow me. Come on, let's yeah. go. Let's walk. Right. And, you know, there had to be food preparation. It had to be like we're on the street. We're going to camp. We're going to sleep. That there's practical application to that. So I think in a local church, it's easy. Start usher. If you can sing, start singing. If you like technology, jump in a sound booth. There's so many ways in a local church to serve. Mm-hmm. And you might get in that role and then you find out that God leads you to the next place. I don't, I think we can overcomplicate it. We always are worried about, well, man, I got to figure my destiny out. No, you start walking, it'll show up. God's yeah. faithful. He's loyal. The steps of the righteous are ordered and he gets happy when I walk in them. Yes. I didn't pick where the steps are. He did. I just got to start walking. I like that. You use a few words that I think are key. Um, you mentioned we discover something. And I, and I think, you know, the, the word of God teaches us that he's given us giftings. There are spiritual yeah. giftings that that God has given us, uh, abilities that come natural to us or maybe skills that we've developed, you know, in our lives. And there's God redeems those things and he wants to use those things. So I think I think you when you said that word, it really that that sticks right. Discover. So as as Christians, no matter where we come from, what background we come from, we begin to discover what God has placed in us. And and like you said, you got to walk out, you got to do it. You begin to develop it. And I think, right. I think the, the local church is such a great place because there are so many expressions of serving. There are so many ways to right. make an impact and realize it's not about me. It's about right. something bigger than me, but I'm a part of it. And as the Bible says, Christ is the head. We are the body. Finding my place in the body of Christ. There's, there's something beautiful about that. Um, and, and, and I really love, I love uh, the connection that you've been able to make where you're not limited to necessarily have to be in the church to make an impact for the kingdom because you have found a, an avenue through, through business where mm-hmm. now there's a connection, regardless of what the business is, there's kingdom mentality. Can you speak a little to that? Absolutely. Now I had, I, I, oh man, that, that goes down a road that can get real heavy quick because <laughs> I, I had to determine multiple times, is my business really going to live by my faith? Wow. And out there in that world, I'm in a construction world as part of it. And mm-hmm. we know what that world can be like. I mean, it, it can be, it can be rough. And, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm around it every day. I mean, I'm around mm-hmm. all of it. There's nothing that you can't here and unhear in the construction industry. And, and I had to determine, Cole, are you going to operate that way? Are you going to let your faith, are you going to let your faith slip in the effort to fill in the blank? Right. Um, so I've been tested down that road and I've found this as I continue to put my Christ of values in everything we do. There is not a customer that could ever say they did not know that at the, at the end of the day that we were Christ centered. Wow. They can't say that that I've seen God continuously increase us in spite of things that should have taken us out. When you do the right thing, even when it hurts, swear the Bible teaches that I can swear to my own hurt and change not. When I tell a customer I'm doing this for you and I have to lose money to do it. Mm -hmm. God always repays. And so to me, yes, we found a way to, so so I say it this way. I, I tell my team, I want to pay like Jesus would pay. So my employees are paid like, well, Mm -hmm. I want to serve our customers like Jesus would serve our customers. So we treat them well. Sometimes we have discrepancies. We make mistakes and we, we make customers mad and get bad, bad Google reviews. 
But my response has to be still, I take the Christ way. I've had to turn the cheek a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that our product and outcome is always Christ-centered. My wife has a mattress store. We have been sensitive to to let God lead us. There's been times that somebody came in and we just said, here, take the mattress. You you need a place to sleep. And and now there's a lot of people come in and need a mattress that can't afford one. We don't do that every time. Right. We let God lead us. So to me, I think to, to, to shortly answer your question is in the business world, you can't just put the fish bumper sticker on the front door. Right. You have to say, God, I'm going to live this business out with your values. <laughs> and they're different than most of the people out there teaching business. Yeah. What would you say before we kind of go to the last stop on our on our journey today here? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about leadership. What would you say are, are a couple of tips, pointers, um, factors that that can help people bridge and link and connect their faith and their business? Their Sunday to their Monday, um, their 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 um, kingdom and following Christ with the business or the the job that they have that that isn't necessarily a Christian job. What do you think are some tips that you can give regarding making that connection? Yeah, I, I number one, I think that we can't split the two, and that's just the bottom line. I think that people that live a faith on Sunday that they don't live out on a Monday. And I know we always preach it from hypocritical, like, you know, going out and getting, you know, sure. drunk or doing whatever. Right. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how you treat your coworkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that goes a long way. Right. Um, <laughs> how you show up to work on time if you're an employee and how you don't milk the clock. Mm-hmm. Give it 100 percent effort. Mm-hmm. Those things are tests. And I hate to say tests, but those are the things that we have to have to blend our faith into our everyday life. There is no area of our lives as Christ followers that can be non not submitted to him. Every area of our That's life good. has to be submitted to Christ. I can't just submit the Bible reading, song singing inside of me <clears throat> to Jesus. I have to I have to submit the conflict with Susie on Tuesday afternoon to Jesus. Yep. I have to I have I have to I have to submit the way I raise my kids to Jesus. Yeah. And the way I speak to my kids to Jesus. I have to submit how Cole pays his team to Jesus. Yeah. Everything in my life has to be submitted to him. And 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 I think that we we can live in this compartmentalized world mm-hmm. today where I have the Jesus box and I have the politics box and I have the business box and I have the family box, and I have the friend box, and I have the Saturday afternoon box. I have all these boxes. No, Jesus has to weave through all of those. If, if not, what are we living? Is this thing life-changing, or is it not? Is he real, and is he the Lord of my life, or is he not? Is that easy? Yeah, I, I like what you're saying, because basically a natural tendency we have as human beings is to compartmentalize. Okay, now I'm in my work box. Oh, now yeah. I'm in the church box. Now I'm in the, you know, sports but you know and understanding that as christians it's all connected to the lord uh that's, right. that's that's huge which which leads us to to this topic which i know is important to you and i and, and it's and it's really important to me and i think as leaders you know i think i think one thing i can tell about you cole even though we haven't known each other a long time i can tell that you're a hard worker you hit the <laughs> ground running whether it's ministry and pastoring, uh, whether it's hustling, you know, in the different various businesses that the Lord has entrusted you and your wife with, I can tell you're not laying around doing nothing. You are a hard worker. And I think, I think one of the challenges we run into when we work hard 
is sometimes things can get out of balance. Things can get out of whack. Let's talk specifically uh, family life balance, life and family balance, because uh, sometimes when we're so strong at what we do, we can lose focus and some things get out of order. Yeah, this is a good one. (laughs) For me, the biggest, I could naturally go to workaholic like that. It ain't hard at all. It ain't (laughs) hard at all. Uh, uh, Entrepreneurs, pastors, all of us, Uh we're constantly, we we immerse ourselves in what we do to Uh the point that it's not, I mean, you you know this from ministry, you you can't just go turn it off, turn it. You go home and you're thinking about (laughs) all the different elements, right? And so you can easily go into the workaholic lane. And I think, I think there's also, a flip side to that to where some people so are so opposite of trying to be a workaholic that they end up being a non-worker. Like there's like, right. it's like swing the pendulum. And to me, everything about God brings things to balance. It's balance. Sometimes we teach balance a family and we actually end up not working at all. And sometimes we teach, well, balance of work. I got to put my efforts in and work too much for me and my wife. Here's the value to us is our first ministry, our first kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. is Elliot and Jovi and for me, Eva and for Eva Cole. It's my family. If it, it, yeah. if I, if I go out there and make hundred million dollars and, and, and my family can't stand me, what, yeah. what is that going to, what's that going to buy me? I, I, I've had the distinct privilege of being by people's bed sizes. They passed numerous times over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, and I say a privilege because it's really a special moment and you've been there. Yeah, you see people transition into the next into the next world into eternity, and 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 when you're dealing with people that are Christians, it's, it's so peaceful at, at so many times. I've never heard anybody laying in those last minutes or hours, and there's a lot of times they're lucid, and you can talk to them. That told me, man, I wish in you know 1973 I would have made a hundred thousand dollars. Or <laughs> yeah. I never hear, I wish I would have bought two extra cars, and I wish I would have had a vacation. On what I what I hear is man, I missed some really key moments in my kids' lives or I wasn't there for my spouse, my husband, wife, like I should have been. The regrets are always that. And I don't want to lay on my deathbed with those regrets. I'll probably will have some. We're all human. We make mistakes. So making it super practical, I made some rules when I started my company. Number one rule is, and this is in construction, you'll get tested. I don't take work on Saturdays. In the construction industry, you have to work Saturdays because some people are only home on Saturdays, so they let you in their house. I have lost who knows how much money in potential business because I said I will not work a Saturday. I had to make that a strong value because I give my my Saturdays to my kids and my wife. Uh, I come home at night and I shut my phone off at six o'clock. There's nothing that can be that can't can't be answered after after six o'clock that can't be answered tomorrow morning at seven thirty. But hell, let me tell you how I balance that. I get my day. I get up at six o'clock. My kids get up at 7.30. I go sit on the couch and I think about my day. My wife comes sits with me. She thinks about her day. We talk, fire's going, we got coffee. And we're preparing for that day because I want to be super effective in the time yeah. that I'm given to work that day. My kids get up at 7.30. We disengage. We hang out with our kids. We cook them breakfast. <clears throat> I get dressed. My wife takes them to school. I go straight to the office. I've already put an hour in that morning of prep time. I go to the office. I get my day done and I work hard. My wife takes the kids to school. She comes in a little later. I leave and pick my kids up from school. So we sort of flip our day. I'm mm-hmm. saying that to say I had to make intentional choices that I'm going to be present. And when my kids get in the truck and we go by the 7-Eleven and we get them a slushy, that they know dad is with me for the next however long. I got my dad. 
and I failed. I've messed up. I had my little girl tell me, Dad, you're on your phone. Can you please get off of it? And I had to say, yeah, baby, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize I hopped on there. Let me put it down. I want my kids to be my first most valuable ministry and my wife, my first and most valuable ministry. And, and I think I, I think we put that effort out there to make sure that happens. Yeah, I think um, it has to do with strong values and strong convictions, uh, which lead us to make those decisions that might not make sense in the natural mind. They might not make sense in the natural world. But again, going back to the kingdom, um, this is huge. Uh, I think this is great. Cole, <clears throat> I think the the experiences that you've had, the the leadership opportunities the Lord's given you throughout, wow, over 20 years of, of ministry mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and leading both in the in the church world and ministry, but also in the business world. I think it's given you great perspective um, to, to help others as well. I would imagine um, when when somebody needs a little bit of coaching or a little bit of guidance, I imagine that might be something you do. I, I want people to get connected with you. How can people um, connect with you? And what and you know, do you offer uh, ways that you help and serve other leaders? Yes, sir. Uh, healthyhustle.life is my website. Healthyhustle.life. Uh, my wife and I do have a coaching program. Uh, my specialty is coaching business owners and entrepreneurs. Or I also coach pastors and how to pastor business owners and entrepreneurs because I think oh, that's, that's something missing in the church because um, there's a really way that, that you can tap into that to that group. My wife and I also travel and speak doing business seminars at churches fairly often. Um, but we do have a coaching program. Uh, I really focus on uh, mindsets, values, vision, future for lives. So people that want to start a business, I help. People that have a business they want to scale, we help. Um, we also love social media. We do a lot of stuff on uh on uh on facebook instagram and tiktok we do a lot of teaching videos and just funny stuff as well so follow us there but you can find all of that at healthyhustle.life uh but we love connecting with people i'm a people person and so uh just however we can help we we trust god that uh that he gives us those opportunities and we take them and are grateful for them that's great perspective you heard it everybody uh healthyhustle.life not dot com healthyhustle.life. You can get more information on Cole, his wife, Eva, and all the, um, the all, everything they offer on the side of coaching and the side of, of business and the side of speaking. Check that out. I will mention, Cole, before we go to the final thoughts <clears throat> about the Avail Journal. So all you Avail viewers and listeners out there, uh, if you're watching the video, I'm holding a recent copy here with Dr. Sam Chan on the cover. He wrote a book called How to Create Chaos, How Leaders Create Chaos. Um, but this this quarterly leadership magazine, I think, is the best one out here. You got the book there, Cole. I see it. You got the book there. That's good, <laughs> Doctor Sam Chan. We love you. Um, I will mention this, Cole. I don't know if you knew, but we're offering everybody a year free on us of the Avail Journal. This comes out quarterly. I think it's one of the best quality-wise look, feel, mm-hmm. and content leadership Christian leadership out there. Um, if you haven't done so, go to availjournal.com. And the first year's on us. Have you have you ever held one of these in your hands, Cole? Uh, I read that one last week. Yep. So yeah, it's, uh, it's at our church office right now. So you know, Cole knows. Oh, yeah. It's there, amazing. You got <laughs> to know this too. Yeah. Uh, get your free annual subscription, availjournal.com. Um, and by the way, there's a new podcast episode that comes out every Tuesday where we're talking to great leaders like Cole. Uh, so stay connected with us. Uh, Cole, as we finish things off, what's one final thought, nugget, encouragement you want to leave on leaders' hearts? Absolutely. Uh, my life scripture is Ephesians 3.20. It's on the tag of my pickup truck. 
uh, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all Good. I can ask or I can imagine according to his riches and glory. And this is what I, this is what I've learned uh, with my walk with God is imagination is one of two things. It's negative or it's positive in the Bible. He mm. wants you to cast down vain imaginations, but he wants you to imagine mm. when it's according to his riches and glory is that the level I can stretch my imagination to is the floor God starts from. Wow. My challenge is to think big enough that I give God something to work with. I referenced a story years ago where I made just, I imagine I want to make this much money and I did. And then I imagined a next level and I did. And then I imagined the next level and I did. Imagine and fantasies are two different things. I'm not going to, I'm not going to imagine next week that I'm going to hit the $500 billion, $500 billion lotto because that's a fantasy. But I'm going to sure. say, God, what can you, what are you wanting to do in me? And where can I stretch my imagination to? That's good. If my, if, if my imagination is not stretching, then I'm living below God's means. So my encouragement to you, to anyone listening, is start imagining with God. What can I do if God's my partner? What can I steward if God's my partner? What can I give if God's my partner? What can my family look like if God's my partner? And when I can imagine to that level, God's promise to us in the Bible, <laughs> that book we read is that he will do exceedingly abundantly above that imagination. There's some power in that. And it's how it's shaped our life and it's how we live. And if people would just imagine, God can exceed it. Come on, everybody. That drop the mic, hashtag drop the mic. Pastor Cole Phillips, that was a good word. Uh, man, if we could imagine more of what we can do if we partnered with God. Great word, Cole. I just want to say, um, and this has been awesome, on behalf of our Avail team, Dr. Sam Chan, Martine Van Tilburg, everybody who's behind the scenes here at Avail, we just want to say thank you for your leadership. Uh, we bless your life, you and your wife and your family, and we honor you for leading well. Amen. I thank you for that. It has been an honor today. I have thoroughly enjoyed this, and I love everybody at Avail. Got a lot of great friends over there. <laughs> Thanks for the love. Hey, if you're connected right now and you're saying, man, I love this, this was a great information. This was helpful. This was resourceful. This was impacting. First of all, I want to remind you, uh, Cole's website, healthyhustle.life. I want to remind you, you can go to Avail Journal to get that offer on the Avail Journal that we give. And also go to theartofleadership.com, theartofleadership.com for more info on Avail. We love this. My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the lead pastor of Vertical Church, aka Iglesia Vertical here in South Florida. We're one church, two languages. And I'm your host, for these weekly leadership podcasts here on the Avail Podcast. We love that you're leaning in to listen or watch or both. We'll catch you next time right here on the Avail Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail Podcast with our guest, Cole Phillips. You can find more about Cole online by going to healthyhustle.life. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. If you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm your Avail podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail podcast.